What's up, Spellslingers? My name is Gary and John Wells. I'm Drew Flitton. And I'm Corey Janabegi. And this is Untap Upkeep Drink. Beer up. All right, guys, welcome back. We're going to be doing another mini today. Uh, we're going to be tackling a very, very polarizing topic. Today we're talking about infect. Ooh. <laughs> so there's a lot to talk about and not a lot to talk about. So this is going to be kind of off the cuff. We're just going to have a discussion. Before that, we're going to explain what infect is to those of you who yeah. may not know. But before that, we got to talk about the beer. So today, Gary, you brought the Pelican Sea Breeze. It so is, my uh, parents just barely got back from a trip over to Oregon. So this is the Lone Pelican Small Batch Series by Pelican Brewing. Obviously, they're over on the Oregon coast. And this is an ale with cranberries, juniper, and citrus peel. Ooh. So it was kind of an interesting one. My, my mom even like gave it to me. She's like, I kind of wanted to give this to you as a Father's Day gift, but I also thought it'd be cool for your podcast. So. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, so happy seven, Father's Day, boys. <laughs> so 7.1% and 18 IBUs. So very low bitterness. Yep. Yeah. A lot of flavor. A little stronger than a lot, but it sounds pretty good. Let's, it sounds let's like I'm going to like this because I like juniper. I like citrus. I so like low IBUs. I'm more excited for juniper like than color. some of the beers brewed with pine. Pine is a lot of... Much more powerful flavor, yeah. I'll give you that. So this is a big boy, so we're just sharing it for this little mini episode. Gary, how is it? It's very interesting, is what I'll say. Uh, cranberries was actually the first thing I tasted, which is kind of weird. Like, you do have that, like, malty beer flavor, but the first thing I got was that, like, very dry, tart cranberry, and then came in sort of a bitter juniper that kind of meshed with the bitter of the... Of the cranberries. So you're saying bitter a lot for a beer that has 18 IBUs. It's not bitter in that way. Like you get like that dry cranberry bitter. So it's more of a tart than a bitter. Yeah. I, I always have a real hard time with people talking about tart versus sour versus, to me, they're all the same. Well, talking about sours, that's what it smells like to me. It's def- it definitely smells like a sour, but. It's I, very tame if you're thinking of it as a sour. I agree with you, Gary. And there's, it's bitter, but not like bitter. Like yeah. IPA. There's. It's like the it's sides sort of, of the mouth bitter. Like I immediately started to salivate. It's, sort of it's just, a dry tartness. Yeah. yeah. It's, yep. That's that's how I describe it. It's a dry tartness. The the malt finish on it is incredible. The cranberry and the juniper are solid together. Yes, I like them. This one's a really good one. Yeah, I like this. Previously on the show, we've had some kind of like middle of the line, lackluster, not lackluster, but just kind of bland, mellow beers. This is not that. Yeah, this definitely has a flavor profile. Complex. It's going for that. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot I going mean, on. I like it. I wouldn't call the beers bland. I would say that they're more like one note. They're like not as complex, and they don't just have the punch that something like this has. Yeah, yeah. but this one really smacks you in the mouth. Talking about punchy here. Let's talk about <laughs> oh infect. <laughs> All right, like I said, this is going to be a bit different from our normal routine. Uh, we want to have a healthy, constructive discussion about Let's the mechanic. Have a philosophical discussion. Yeah, we aren't here to just <laughs> bash on one side or the other. But before we do that, we kind of have to talk about the general concepts, right? So, what is infect? So the rules text reads, Infect, parentheses, this creature deals damage to creatures in the form of negative one, negative one counters, and to players in the form of poison counters. So this is a static ability that's going to be on creatures. So poison counters are synonymous with infect counters. If you hear one of those, they're the exact same thing. It just depends on where they're at, right? Yeah, I think old infect was referred to as poison, and new, the ability infect is refers to obviously right. poison counters. So- everyone just calls them poison. 
infect counters. Yeah. There were like insects and snakes and stuff back in the day before it was kind yeah. of eradicated or whatever you want to call it that just did poison counters. So one thing to note with infect is that damage dealt to a player by a source with infect doesn't cause that player to lose life. Rather, it causes the source's controller to give the player that many poison counters. There are a lot of rules on this that get very, very specific in the way that these counters interact. I don't know that we have to go that deep into it. Right. I think the the other one that we have to just kind of say here, uh, and Corey kind of covered it with just like the basic rules text, is that damage dealt to a creature by a source with infect isn't marked on that creature, right? So if you deal three damage to it, it's not actual three damage. Rather, it causes that source's controller to put that many minus one, minus one counters on that creature. So, so it's physically possible to remove those counters if you have cards that do that. Yeah, and plus one, plus one counters and minus one, minus one counters actually cancel each other out. So that is one way to get rid of those counters. Um, so we covered just the basic rules, but how does it actually work? So infect causes a replacement effect. If damage would be dealt, that many minus one, minus one counters are placed on the creature or that many poison counters are placed on the player instead. And so we've kind of already talked about this, but it's just instead of doing regular damage to something, it wears things down. It puts counters on them, and instead of doing damage to players, it puts poison counters on them. Right, and the reason why this is powerful is because creatures that have their power reduced below their maximum toughness due to minus one minus counters are viewed as having zero toughness and are therefore put into the graveyard as a state-based action. And since these are counters, they stay on the creature, which means that multiple instances of counters being placed on them will eventually kill the creature. Or if you have a minus one minus one counter on something and proliferate to increase the number of counters on it, then again, slowly over time, you're going to kill the creature. Yeah, and so this is just something to keep in mind because this gets through indestructible yep. and a lot of weird cases. Yeah, because it's not dealing damage. Yeah. yeah. And the reason why this is such a divisive topic is... <laughs> is... Is the last little point here. Once a player receives 10 poison counters in total, they lose the game. Now, I think the reason why it's divisive, like you said, Drew, is because that exact number carries throughout every format. So in standard, when it would be half your life total or modern... Those things seem more fair. You don't see yeah, a lot of standard players going, oh, yeah. this is bullshit. It's commander players that get really uptight, uptight about it because instead of 40 damage dealt, you only have to do 10, quote unquote, damage with your poison counters. I don't know. You infect someone out two games in a row in modern, they're probably also not happy about I it. Mean, I mean, nobody's going to like it, yeah. but, but I think it's, the people who are really up in arms are about this like 25% of your life total. That's the the big thing. Yeah, and we'll we'll get into you know the the frustrations of infect. But where is infect even used? Because you'd think that something that seems to be so powerful would just be used everywhere. Yeah, you would think so. But how about vintage? No, not really. Uh, legacy. So in legacy, it's also pretty rare. Um, but Drew noted here the new Teferi Time Raveler uh, enabling the decks by shutting down opponent's ability to respond and react to those cards. Right, so Teferi, like that the reason why he works is because he stops your opponents from being uh, able to cast instant stuff at instant speed. Right, uh, very powerful. Yeah, which is a powerful effect in and of itself. So you've got this blue-white into the infect when traditionally it was seen as kind of a, a white, black, and green thing. And the more, uh, I guess, more successful modern decks right now are blue-green infect. Um, and so in modern, like you see the largest amount of play it's still kind of uncommon i think the last time i looked on mtg goldfish it was like 0.14 percent of deck lists so really really low down there um popper it's technically possible but it's missing some key components largely it's a deck that's built around uh key uncommons and with rare lands as well so you just don't have those in popper so you're going to be slower and the very specific rare cards that you have just aren't available um 
and grander in EDH, right? Yeah, I think it's uncommon, but certainly more popular than, like we said, standard, just because the card pool is so wide um, that people can have that deck, and you're cheating so much of the damage needed to de- to deal. I think it pops up in a lot of like those uh, quick Voltron-y type decks and... Yeah, I think proliferate deck. Yeah, I think yeah. in commander is the best one. Yeah, exactly. It's very meta dependent. I've seen some Saskia decks, which is yeah, kind of fun as well. Um, but again, like deals with combat and being able to proliferate yeah, and things like that. S- Having extra skitters. colors to help you out. Yeah. yeah. Um, and in CEDH, probably not going to happen. Ain't nobody got time. Deal ten counters. Yeah. Yeah. CEDH is very, very non-interactive. Not generally creature-based, or if you're using creatures, it's not. It's I mean, not really. For I would argue damage. that CEDH is the most interactive because everybody's usually playing combo, and you have to interact with everybody's combo so that you can get your combo off. I guess that's true. So the, the combos, the win cons, are trying to be non-interactive. Yes. Yeah, and you yeah, might not I trying to attack that. people. Yeah. yeah. You might hear. Uh, this kind of idea thrown around about Infect that it is a creature combo deck because your emphasis is on the creatures that you have and the combo is that you're casting your specific spells. Um, so let's talk about the general idea, right? How do you play Infect in MTG? So Infect. a lot of the these Infect decks, they play low converted mass, mana cost creatures with Infect. So just get lots of little dudes and just start getting those counters. And then you, just, you basically get them before they can get you and you you get in before they have any sort of board presence or any way to combat it and then you start pumping them up and just get to 10 and boom yeah you're trying to like Corey said play one drops attack them before your opponent really can do anything pump those creatures as fast as possible um so this is a very rough deck list uh from modern so as far as the creatures are concerned, we've got Glistener Elf and Blighted Agent. Blighted Agent notably has Unblockable. It's a mean so card. It's a very, very strong card because of that. doesn't matter if your opponent has creatures. You don't care. Glistener Elf is just a 1-1 one, one for 1 with Infect. Uh, very nice c- card. Uh, we've got Supporting Creatures. We've got Noble Hierarch. Uh, the important part on Noble Hierarch, it's not just that it ramps, but it has Exalted. Yeah. So any creature that attacks on its own gets plus 1, plus 1, which a lot of the times in Infect, you're just attacking with one creature at a time. And so that one extra point of damage or rather that one poison counter can mean the difference between killing your opponent in one turn and killing them in two turns. Yeah. And that is huge. That two poison counters is potentially or essentially a fifth of their life. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another card they have is spell skite. This is your lightning rod. So uh it's spells yeah, yeah, spells that would be targeting other creatures are then redirected to spell skite. Uh very, very strong card. And then we've got kind of the more interesting part of it, which is your spells. We've got might of Old Crosa. So Might of Old Crosa, it's uh, instant for one green. Target creature gets plus two, plus two until end of turn. If you cast a spell during your main phase, that creature gets plus four, plus four until end of turn instead. So like we said with that Blighted Agent unblockable, five, five unblockable with five infect, that's half of the game. Yeah, I think that one of the on backbones. Potentially yeah. turn three, turn two. Yeah, depending on, you know, if you ramp like what your, what your board looks like. Um, the next one we have is Mutagenic Growth, which is one of my personal favorites to run in Infect decks, um, it has a Phyrexian green yeah. for the cast. So Phyrexian green can either be paid with green or two life. In Infect, you're paying two life. You don't care about your life total, generally speaking. You just want to go as fast as possible. And the effect is an instant, and target creature gets plus two, plus two until end of turn. So this allows you to cheat mana cost and just get those extra pumps on your creatures. If you have three mana and you need to play three spells to get it pumped, sometimes you may not have the perfect, you know, 
one drop, one drop, one drop. You might have a two drop and a one drop, and this is how you push through that extra damage. Um, we've got Scale Up, which is a new card from Modern Horizon. Uh, it turns whatever creature into a base power and toughness 6-4, just turns it into a worm. Uh, it Notably, it keeps Infect. Yeah. So this is a 6-4 with Infect. Yeah, this just, it just changes the creature type and then the stats. It doesn't change any abilities or anything like that. Yeah, and for the mana cost on it, like you play that every time. Oh, yeah. Um, the last one in the pump spells is Become Immense. It is five and a green for an instant, but it has Delve, so each card in your graveyard can uh, be exiled to pay for one of its mana cost, which is really, really strong, just because if you're throwing away your entire hand for one creature to attack, and then it gets blown out, then you have another option to get rid of those cards to pump your creature. Yeah, you have fuel for the next swing, because you're probably going to kill somebody (laughs) after giving something plus six, plus six. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, the next category for spells is your protection and evasion. These are really important because you don't want you know, your 1-1s one to die. They die very easily, so you need some way to do it. And Blossoming Defense from Kaladesh is a really, really strong one because it gives it Hexproof, but it also pumps it. So this has a dual effect on it. Super strong. I mean, it's played in, I want to say, basically every format that cares about its creatures. Yep. As long as you're running green, you're probably going to play this because it's so strong. Another one we've got there is Vines of Vastwood. Very similar effect. Has converted mana cost, just one green. Instant, but also has Kicker for another green. And target creature can't be the target of spells or abilities your opponents control this turn. So just give some Hexproof. And then if Vines of Astwood was kicked, that creature gets plus four, plus four until end of turn. So again, this dual effect on here, give it Hexproof and pump it. Very strong. Two yeah. mana, like, you're going to pay that. Yeah. Notably, a lot of these cards are used very heavily in, like you said, modern, where it's one on 1v1. Yeah, this deck is from modern. Yep. So you have you have only one player to worry about targeting creatures, but they're all still very good. Another one is Distortion Strike. It's one blue for a sorcery. Target creature gets plus one, plus zero until end of turn and can't be blocked this turn. Um, it also has Rebound. So if you cast a spell from your hand, exile it as, re- as it resolves. At the beginning of your next upkeep, you may cast this card from exile without paying its mana cost. Yeah, again, giving the evasion there, super important. And just the fact that it pumps it a little bit, I mean... Your creatures only care about their power, how much they're, you know, quote-unquote damage they're putting forth. Yeah, you just got to get to 10. You don't care how much life they gain. You don't care what they do. Just get to 10 no matter what. And this happens twice. So for one Yeah, generally you need to attack twice in an infect deck, and this this will let you get there. Um, The last spell that's going to help you protect your stuff is Spell Pierce. It's one mana counter spell, counter target spell, unless uh, its controller pays two. Generally speaking, in an infect deck, we're looking to kill your opponent turn three or turn four, right? You attack... Turn two if you can, turn three, turn four. Yeah. And like you can kill them as early as turn three. I guess theoretically you could kill them on turn two, but it's just a lot less likely. Um, so really we're looking at turn three and turn four, and that's the clock that you put on your opponent. So if they have more than you know three mana, you're, you know you start to get in trouble and spell first. It gets a lot worse. But on turn three, you know they're spending two mana on your removal spell, and it's it's gone. Yeah, you don't really care about what they're doing so much as just protecting what you have. Like, you don't care if they're casting creatures because all of your things are so evasive. Yeah, because basically using Infect as your main game plan, you've halved the clock on your opponent because you only have to deal half as much poison counters as they have to deal damage to you. So you know that you have the ability to rush through this game. Yeah. The next section I have on here is just the lands that they use. And these are just the, the specific notable ones. Obviously, they're going to use things like shock lands, yeah, uh, fetch lands if they can. Just things that have high utility. Um, Pendlehaven. So, yeah. The first one is Pendlehaven, which 
on its own. Doesn't cost you anything extra. It's a utility land, and it's yeah, for colored. Right, it taps for a green source, which is great. Um, but with an untapped green source, uh, and tapping it, then you get a pump effect for a one one, which most of your creatures are going to be one ones in the deck, uh, and it gives them plus one plus two till end of turn. Which this extra little one damage, I keep talking about it. It matters so much in a deck like this that you can't really take it for granted. Uh, another one, I think that most people know is Ink Moth Nexus. So this is a man land. It's taps for colorless. You could pay one colorless and it becomes a 1-1 one, one Blink Moth artifact creature with flying and infect until end of turn. It's still a land. We we know some of the like quote-unquote staples for a deck like this or, or archetypes, creature archetypes. What's the actual strategy that we're trying to, to right. get going here? So I've got the summary here. Step one. Land an infect creature. Whoa. Fast as possible. All right. You got to swing in and pump it for as much as possible, hopefully lethal. Remember that a 1-1 creature needs nine additional power for a one-shot kill. This is generally three spells, but can be two spells, especially with Exalted from Noble Hierarch. So spread over two turns, that's usually three to five counters, and then five to seven, you know, the opposite of that, uh, whatever's remaining, basically. So you want to use protection and evasion spells to ensure your damage gets through. And generally, like I said before, you're looking to kill your opponents in three to four turns. You're not usually very interactive. Like, Spell Pierce is probably the only thing that you care about. You can use your pump spells to save your creature from burn, um, but you don't care about your life total. You don't care about your opponent's life total. All you care about is counting 10. All right, so now that we know what these dastardly infect players are trying to do, uh, let's finish these beers. I don't know if I'm going to finish it immediately, but... Chug it, chug it. Give it another look. This is honestly like a really... Really nice beer. Complex. The The flavor has been developing this entire time. I would almost go as far to say that this beer is not crushable in that it's a savorable beer uh, because I kind of like sipping on it. I mean, I could crush this beer, but I agree with both of you. I could totally <laughs> savor this like we are doing right now or just being outside, just hanging out in the sunshine just chugging these because it's so good it's so easy to drink it's there's so much flavor it's not heavy yeah it's, it's just refreshing it is very very refreshing it's enjoyable it's really really crisp for a beer that has nearly no hops yeah i think this is definitely the best pelican beer i've had because the other ones i've had they've, they've been okay yeah pelican they've been generic <laughs> they're very hit and miss the ones that they have that are good are very good and the ones they have that are not are okay i don't think they have any bad beers unless you don't like ipas in which case like half their stock right now is ipas but you know they're in the pacific northwest that's kind of what you expect yeah it's a lot of these microbreweries well, a lot of IPAs. They, they got big off their ipas and then they're branching out and stuff past the beer let's get to this actual discussion here time to discuss infect okay so you've heard the facts you know the cards in the deck at least for modern you know what the deck wants to do uh, just kind of opening ideas Corey, you and i we both agree infect is a good thing but why? I mean, I don't know if it's a good thing. I'm just, I'm okay with it. Like, I wouldn't argue that it's a good thing or a bad thing. I think it's just another game mechanic. Like, we've talked about this a lot of times on a lot of episodes, but I'm okay running land destruction. Right. And it's just, I can see that it's a mean thing because it's making people not be able to play the game, but it's just another way to play the game. Right. In my opinion. That's just, just kind of how I see it. And obviously, there's a lot of douchey things you can do with infect and proliferate and like stacks decks and just mass land destruction or just decks that don't really go anywhere but at least with infect 
you're setting the clock, you're moving the game, and you're hopefully keeping that momentum. So I wouldn't say it's a good or a bad thing. It's just another way to play, which is why I'm totally okay with it. I have, I think I have one infect card in one of my decks, and it's just Triumph of the Hordes. It's just an overrun effect. To get your stuff infect. Yeah. Right. It gives infect and tr- plus one, plus one, infect and trample. Notably, this is a commander deck. Yes. Yeah. So it just it's just a way to get through and usually kill the board. Yeah. Yeah. And personally for me, like, I think infect is a good thing. Um, I think I'll probably explain why after Garion talks about why he's not a fan of it. Um, just because it's the logical argument for what he's probably going to say. Um, but yeah. I think that infect is just like any other alternate win con. Right, like yeah. I if you if you like any other alternate win con, you honestly have no excuse, in my opinion, to dislike Infect because that is essentially what it is. It's changing the rules of the game, as Corey was talking about, to win in a different way. And I think that that in and of itself is fun, right? Because if we all just had the same type of decks, creatures bashing against each other over and over again, that kind of would ruin the game of Magic, right? The fact that we have instants, sorceries, enchantments, artifacts, like just such a, a wide array of ways to play the game. I think the infect just adds to that. I honestly don't think that it detracts from it. I think that there are ways, you know, that it's balanced out, obviously. Um, but I'll go into that after Garion has his piece. So. Yeah, I think just something to throw in there. I think looking at it as an alternate wing con is a really good idea because if you just think of the card Revel and Riches, you just yeah. have to get 10 treasures. Right. 10 treasures and you win the game. Yeah, that's the card I had in mind when I was thinking that. But there's also cards <laughs> like uh, Felidar Sovereign. Yeah, there's a lot of weird win cons that are harder and easier yeah and in fact might be just super hard to win with sometimes we're gonna be doing an episode on win cons and so i want to preface what i'm about to say with i actually like alternate win cons i think it creates that extra edge in your building that you just have to prepare for there is always the possibility that someone could pull some shit out that changes what's going on in the game uh, it makes the game more complex. It makes it more interesting. It makes it fun. Okay, so Corey and I will hold our tongue here for a minute. You're just, you know, opening thoughts here. Why is Infect a bad right thing? Why is it, it like a so negative thing, perhaps? The reason I always talk so much shit on Infect is specifically from a commander perspective. When we talk about it in our playgroup, it's almost always talking about commander talking about a deck based on infect with fucking uh skitherix and all these you know cards like that now i don't necessarily hate infect by itself i actually really like poison counters or i guess it'd be infect counters on creatures i love the idea of that with like the archetypes like insects and spiders and and snakes I think that's a really cool way to make it more lore-centric. It's just an interesting way to play the game. What I don't like is that for all the 20 life um, formats, it's half your life. But for EDH, it's a quarter of your life. I think that's where I think it's not it's not a, a bad strategy or a, a bad thing that Wizards did. I just think it's too overpowered or under-costed for the format. It just becomes one of those things where a Voltron deck has to do 21 damage, but now we've added cards that make it only 10. 10 infect damage that I can get out as soon as possible and just murder an entire player. To me, that seems, it just seems like the math is wrong to me. One-on-one, I really like it because like you said, it's just, it's speeding up the clock. It's creating a new dynamic to the game. So when I complain about it, if I ever talk shit about it on these episodes, which I'm sure I will, uh, it's specifically in EDH that I'm not a fan. So before we get into the main discussion, hold on, Corey. 
you might actually be asking the same question I want, but <laughs> would you say that if we raised the poison counters required to, to lose a game in EDH to 15, 20, 21, somewhere in there, that then Infect would be okay by you? Yes. Where? Are we talking about half the life total, just like you would in I a mean, that seems like game? the logical place to land, or 21 for the same as commander damage. Honestly, even 15 is a huge improvement, quote-unquote, to me. Um, but I mean, I think logically it would just be 20. It would just be half the life total. Basically what it is is saying, I'm playing a deck that speeds up our clock by 50%. We have to now play this game twice as fast to beat this player. But playing it a quarter as fast just seems super <laughs> brutal and scary. See, I think one way to look at it, I agree that raising it not to 20 but to 15, I think that would be an okay way to deal with it just so that people don't get just one-shotted by blight steals. Like, that's just... I, I don't think that's a... Yeah, I think that when you have a nickname for a, a card as one-shot robot, yeah. that it's kind of intimidating. But I think yeah. one way to look at it is if you're the infect player, right now you have to do 30 damage to everybody. Instead of 120. Yes. Which is but, why it's crazy. And th this is kind of where Corey's going with this, is that... Infect creatures are tiny. Yeah. Right? We're talking about literally one, one, two, two. I think the biggest infect creature is Scytherix. Yeah. It is. Oh, no, I think it's Blightsteel. Oh, right, right. It's besides Blightsteel. Well, yeah, I was going to say besides Blightsteel, but Blightsteel is expensive. Actually, Scytherix is also expensive. Yeah, they're all... Poor argument. Yeah. But the point is, is that most of them are one, ones, two, twos. Right? There's, I think there's another three, three out there, but it is such a difficult task. So to get to 30 is actually exceptionally difficult in a four-player game because Basically, you have to pick a target from the very beginning. Because as soon as you put a poison counter on someone, you've just said, okay, I'm trying to kill you first. You have, you know, a very limited amount of turns, and you're playing an aggro deck in Commander with tiny creatures. Right? Like, obviously, there's things you can do with, like, proliferate and things like that, where it makes it a little bit easier. But essentially, you're playing an aggro deck in a four-player game, which there's a reason why Boros is, hasn't been good. There's a reason why Mono Red is kind of... Like relegated to very specific strategies is because aggro just does not work in yeah, a four-player it, game. It's similar to Voltron where you're focused, and usually when Voltron, you kill one person. Like Once you start commander damaging them, you can't start attacking other people. You have to focus on them and kill them first. Yeah, like there are, you, you there's massive ramifications to it. And as soon as you get close to killing one person, you know, politics starts and everyone else realizes, okay, this is possible to die by infect. So... We need to make sure that that doesn't happen, right? And destroying one or two creatures is more than enough to stop an entire deck in Infect, whereas other decks are going to be a lot more residual, right? Because you think of, you know, the decks that I've talked about for Modern. What is the strategy? Tiny creatures, quick pump effects, you know, kill them in, in you know, three turns. Okay, now you've emptied your hand. Now you have to restart and do it all again. And then if you're successful the second time, now you have to restart, do it all again for the third time. It is legitimately a very difficult mechanic to do in commander because you are working against three people yeah i think that is why a lot of people have drifted away from aggro infect and more to like we were talking about proliferate infect because proliferate reads you can just add another counter of any type on anything yeah person or permanent yeah and so you just gotta put one counter on every on each opponent and then just play nine proliferate spells yeah yeah it's almost like a combo deck in that you're trying yeah. to get the proliferate count as as high as you possibly can but when you're playing those decks like that first one is so important which kind of is pushing towards like my next idea which is that infect is one 
like, I'll say that mono red burn kind of strategies are also very similar in this that they they balance metas. If you don't have these these ones in there, then things like control or combo can really just take over. Whereas infect keeps those ones in check, right? It says you have to figure out how to have protection or like low drop creatures to defend yourself with. Otherwise I'm coming through and I'm just going to steamroll you, right? And if you don't have these threats, these potential threats in your meta, then it just says, okay, then a specific deck archetype or, you know, control strategy or whatever it happens to be can just continue to run the meta for an extended period of time. And then all of a sudden when you know, infector or burn or something like that is reintroduced, everyone has to like take a step back because all of a sudden this deck is going to become so much more powerful than everything else. And this is generally speaking like more for like one one v one formats. Yeah. But right. I think that it can exist similarly in uh commander where you know you have to balance your meta, you have to balance your play group, and there's alternate win cons, alternate ways to do that. And I think that infect is one of those ways that if all of a sudden you know you're able to kill someone on turn three, you know it's like okay I'm gonna kill whoever is the biggest threat here. You know, and you can kind of politic that and say, okay, I'm going to kill that person, they're the biggest threat, kill them, and, you know, herald it as a hero or whatever it happens to be. But if they don't have an aggressive curve, they don't have creatures that can block for them, they don't have protection, whatever it happens to be, then they're going to lose. And so it changes how people build decks, how they metagame. And I think that's something that's underspoken, but I think that's something that's super, super important to talk about. Well, and I think the balancing of the meta is just... I think that's important for all alternate win cons. Like like we said, it makes games more interesting, but it also makes building more interesting. When you start putting in slots in your 99, you have to consider your meta. Is there a way that someone could screw me with some random infect creatures? How do I deal with that? Um, my problem comparing infect with mono red or boros aggro is that that deck still has to do 120 damage where an infect deck only has to do 30 and i've only played against one infect deck in edh um but the problem that i see is that when you build infect in edh versus in 1v1 formats I don't think it's built like you said. I don't think it's a bunch of low-to-the-ground creatures. The EDH version of an Infect deck is a Voltron deck. It's trying to cheat out Blightsteel, or it's trying to give your commander Infect and swing for lethal in one turn with one creature. Um, I mean, it's just like any alternate win con. Like, if you don't like it, you don't like it. I can't really explain why <laughs> I think it's so cheesy compared to revel in riches or any other weird right. win con and but for some reason it chaffs my <laughs> chaffs my ass because of the fact that it's not um the same as other formats it should just be half the life total see so yeah. if it was half the life total and they were still whooping ass with infect i'd just be like well that's that's how it is yeah and like i have to disagree just because like you can look on edh rec and find like what decks are actually playing what spells and i would honestly argue that probably about 50 percent of the decks are doing the low to the ground aggressive like small creatures that they're pumping out because i mean there's so many different pump effects in all sorts of colors that people can run and those sorts of decks are probably gonna be less successful but i think that that is such a common mode for Invec to run in that that's what people are going to run and i think that you know we're going to see as much of that as we are going to see like a combo infect or like you know uh, proliferate combos or whatever anything like that i don't think it's just you know give your commander infect because there's so few cards that actually give cards infect that 
it's almost not worth running. It, you're better off just going for Voltron commander damage than you are for infect. Whereas if you have a bunch of you know little one ones and you're able to get in early, you know, kill someone on turn three or four, then it's a lot easier to actually get someone out of the game than it is to try and suit up and then go you know full Voltron and then also throw in that infect you know instant sorcery whatever happens to be. I think one way that infect sort of balances out because on on the table. Doing 30 damage versus 120 damage looks way easier playing Infect. But I think doing that makes you the threat. Like, as soon as you sit down and start playing Infect, you're Arch Enemy. It's 3v1 now because they know how easy it is for you to kill them. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I will say. Maybe it's just that dynamic that I don't like then. Yeah. So, this this is like my other argument is that if you think about a commander game, everyone has 40 life, which means that in order to kill everyone, you have to deal a certain amount of damage, you know, average across the table. And so 30 is a, you know, about right for about how much damage you have to do in order to, to balance it out. Because you alone are not doing 120 damage. I don't think that that is right. a correct assessment. Yeah. And just, to say that you that are the only person. Yeah. Well, I guess the other thing to say is You're not doing normal damage. Right. You are doing an alternate damage, which means that it changes the entire table's perspective of, of what damage actually means. And so I don't think it's correct to say that 30 infect damage is the same as 120 damage. I think, you know, maybe you say 80 damage or, you know, 90 damage, maybe. But at the same time, you cannot say it's 120 damage because one person is never doing the full amount of damage. Unless yeah. you're playing Cranko. So what we're saying with this episode is we want all of you beautiful listeners to go build an infect deck and bring it to your playgroup and then take a vote after the game and <laughs> see whether everybody likes it or not. I don't even think that you need to build no, the deck, but I think that having the discussion... Is yeah. Right. Like for us, I mean, we're three out of five or six of our play group that yeah. consistently is able to play together, and so having the discussion is important. You know, you have to think: is infect you know too strong? Is it OP? Whatever. Like I don't care about that. What I care about is: do players think that it's fair? Do players think that it's fun? Whether to play against or to play themselves. And as someone who's you know played a fair amount of infect in, in modern, I think that I mean, yeah, it's a lot of fun to just go kill your opponent on turn three or four like like obviously like winning can be fun but i think that your play group you know the people that you play consistently with it matters a lot more whether or not that is looked down upon or like seen as you know too strong or whatever because you're going to consistently play with these people over and over again and if you're the infect guy like you're going to be the target or it's like okay you're changing the meta for a good thing or a bad thing that's yeah. kind of up to your meta yeah i well, think a problem with being the infect guy is that one? You're the target, and two, especially if it's your friends, you're probably going to kill some per- somebody really you have quickly. To choose one person, and they're going to be out of the game. Like you yep. came to hang out and play, but they are out of the game. They're yep. not playing magic anymore. They're just hanging out or doing whatever. Yeah, and so that's which is that's, why that's tournament kind of, style, like modern stuff like that, like it's who gives a fuck. I'm, exactly, I'm here to win. Yeah, like, let's go. Yeah, yeah for yeah, tournament it, situations, obviously. But I'm just talking about you know in yeah. general. Like, yeah, if you're just chilling with your friends, I think that's just another thing to think about in your yeah. play group. Because if unless you can actually do it really well and kill everybody relatively quickly then it's just sort of taking somebody out of the game it's it's yeah it's a similar argument with mass land destruction that's what i was gonna say is that land destruction unless you can capitalize it and do something with it then you're just the guy who just wiped everyone to stop everyone playing magic but why is me sometimes yeah well and i also think it depends it's heavily meta dependent on whether you want to insert as well so it, it like you said it it changes the meta, so it becomes meta-dependent on everybody else. But can the meta take it, right? Well, yeah. and also, like, what's your reason? Is it like, I'm just going to be fucking brutal and just murder you guys? Or 
is there, like you said, is there that super control player that's really dominating your meta? Because if there is that guy, then maybe you do. You bring it in and you go, yeah, you're winning all these games. Cool. Let's see if you can win on turn four. Because if not, you're out, bud. Yeah, I think um, that just kind of encourages the same idea with that wizards. I was talking about. That you have to have the conversation. Right? Yeah. yeah. You have to be able to talk to your play group. Right. And whether it's you know because someone's comboing out on turn four every single time or right. someone's playing Insect, you're all human. Yeah. Right. This is a game. And your you're trying to have fun. You're playing with your friends. Sit down and talk to each other. It's yeah. okay. Like, don't yeah. ruin your play group. You know, for infect combo, I don't give. I don't give a fuck what it is. Right. Yeah. It's like, a slippery slope, making like more and more degenerate decks to fight the degenerate decks. We personally have seen it in our play group, and it's fine as long as you understand that there is a line. I think it's just infect has this negative connotation. As soon as you say infect, people are like, nope, I'm not down. But I think it's just. Drew and Gary were saying you got to have this discussion. You got to talk about it and be like, "Hey, like it's not broken unless I'm playing this combo, which I'm not. Like it's just another way to play Magic." Yeah. And as Gary actually said before, I said, "You know, wait, have the discussion." But sometimes you do need to test it. Like, okay, just give me you know one game. I you know have this idea. Let me build the deck. Let me play, and and we'll see how it is. You know, and like if you don't just absolutely annihilate people, and I'm not saying you should sand it. I'm saying that rather than sandbag, play the deck as best you can. See how well it can actually do against, you know, like middle tier decks. Some of the better decks, if it, you know, can compete against those very well. Like you need to see where the deck's power level is at because sometimes, you know, you build this crazy deck that can kill one person real quick and then it just peters out and does not. Yeah, sometimes yeah. you got to sneak attack, Blade of Cells, Blightsteel, and kill the table. <laughs> and other times you just got to chill. <laughs> Well, and, take, and I think it, it and goes other back times to what, one punch man, and then you die because everyone says, "Oh, he can kill me in one hit." Yeah. Well, it goes back to what Corey says. You may not win the game, but you still irritated at least a third of the other <laughs> players enough that they might not want to play with you anymore. So, like we've said a million times, it's about the discussion. If if your play group's cool with it, then go for it. If if my play group was cool with it and I was the only one who was like, I fucking hate Infect, I'd be like, all right, let's play it. I mean, that happens. You know what I mean? It's the same thing with Razebor. Like, if I'm playing against Corey's uh, Ilharg Razebor, he's going to attack one person and commander them out. Like, that's kind of half the strategy. So, like, if I happen to be selected as the person who didn't have the blockers or the person who was out in front, I'm going to die first. It doesn't matter if it's infect damage or commander damage. I'm getting targeted, and that sucks, but that's just the way the decks work. Yeah, and one thing that I just want to harp on real quick is that Garen said, you know, kick the player out of the play group. I want to stress that you don't want to, like... Can I say that? Something similar. But you don't want... <laughs> Damn, don't hate the player, right? <laughs> like, you can hate the deck, but really try and focus away from you know, like hating on one player for one deck that they have, right? Especially commander, like everyone has, you know, two or three decks at minimum, I think. Like try and be constructive about deck building and like suggestions rather than being like, you're not allowed to play, you know, in this play group. Just be like, hey, can you not play Infect? Most of the people here agree that it's not fun. Again, just right. talk to you. So, Gary, yeah, I, I, I just want to note, I don't condone kicking out people from the play group. But yeah, I know what you're saying. So, if you think about it this way, do you still hate Infect even in EDH? Right, so let's 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 ask the, the last question here, right? Is Infect too strong? Right? Like, basically, I'm asking, is it OP? Is it, I is think, it like, no. Lightsteel is OP. <laughs> right. But Infect as a general yeah. concept, Yeah, do you I hate it? Is it OP? Okay. Like, like what, what is your stance on it? The problem is, why if you got rid of Blightsteel, then Infect would be nothing. <laughs> because that's, like, the big thing that makes it so scary. I think in EDH, yeah, because yeah. you just cheat it out. Um, do I think it's overpowered? No. 
I think emotionally I still don't really like it. But like I just said, I would allow it if everybody at the table was allowing it. Like I'm not going to be like, you can't play that deck or I'm walking. So would bumping um, it up to 15 or 20 counters probably or okay with that? That actually I mean, makes me think. Probably, kind of like, but I don't love Voltron decks either. Like, I'm not going to be like, hey, you're playing Voltron, I'm not going to play with you. But at the same time, I'm like, god damn it, if I get targeted, I have half as much time as everybody else on the board to try and figure out how to beat this guy. And it's 1v1 with me <laughs> instead of like, can I get help? Because if I ask Corey, like, dude, Drew's about to kill me with this Voltron, can you help me out? He's like, no, why the fuck would I do that? <laughs> you're the you know? enemy. Yeah. Well, so, I think whereas, like, you're bad at making deals, and we'll talk about that in a different well, episode. Yeah, that's but a whole different My My question yeah. is now, like, <laughs> is there... A way, you know, whether in your playgroup or otherwise, that you can actually have that have that discussion instead is can we just raise, you know, infect to fifteen? Yeah, I think most groups are okay with slight rule changes. Obviously, playing band cards and stuff like that is an entirely different thing. Yeah, but I think damn the band list. This is an okay rules change. Unfortunately, like you said, the the infect deck. It's not that it's the strongest deck. It's not that it's going to win all the time. So unfortunately, the people who are going to ask for the rule change to make it harder for Infect to kill someone are not the people that are playing it. And so then it's just, it's kind of rough on the Infect player. Like, I just spent all this money to, like, make a cool deck that I think works well. And now you guys are trying to manipulate the rules to make it to where not only is it hard for me to win, but it's hard for me to even get, like, a one shot or, like, a one player. I get that. So I, I if Wizards changed it or i guess the commander rules committee rules committee i would be down for it but i i don't think i'd go that far to ask my infect player like hey i'll play with you but only if you only <laughs> if, if you change the rules i'm not, how that I'm not saying that, like, that's how it always has to be. i'm just saying yeah. that you have the discussion which it's all of this is about you know talking but like say hey can we just try this once yeah. yeah like you don't have to say this is the rule in our play group from now on right either yeah fucking it's, it's, or it's either guy. no infect or 15 infect you might as well give it a shot Right. See if it's and like, oh, this isn't too bad. Still, I don't think that you know you have to put the ultimatum on him like that. I just think that you, know, you just right. See, I'm not the guy that puts ultimate. I'm I'm not the guy who's gonna walk. For, I'm gonna play commander no matter what. I don't <laughs> fucking care. Like, I'm not the type of guy who Five will months. be. I'm not gonna make anybody do anything. I'm not gonna put ultimatums on people. I just love playing the game. I just don't particularly like infect. Uh, if I get killed by the infect creature or the infect player first, I'm probably going to be a little salty. I'm like, God damn it. Why'd you target me? Uh, and then I'm going to drink a beer and we'll play the next game. Like, <laughs> it's fine. It's just one of those things that I don't prefer. Um, it, it's, the, it's the same as like I've told Sean a couple times. I refuse personally to play Vorinclex or what's the the blue ginger taxes like those two cards. I don't play them. If someone plays them on me, I'm like, you motherfucker, dude. But I just don't do it just yeah. because I don't feel that it's the way I want to play. I agree with that. I don't play Psychonograph for the same same reason. But we've talked, I feel, enough about Infect for now. Uh, let us know. I, I could tell you all about it for another hour, all yeah. right? <laughs> let us know what you guys think about Infect, what your opinions are here. Um, of course, as always, we've been drinking here on the show. We've had a really nice beer. Uh, Please don't drink and drive. We want you to be safe out there. Don't drink if you're underage. Always be remember, beers and friends are way more important than bitching about who won a game or yeah, or or little game mechanics. You know. Yeah, I think that you know Corey kind of nailed it in that you don't want to be a player that's knocked out early and then sitting around while you know a two-hour commander game goes on. And I think that you know that's a very you know reasonable argument to to stay away from infect. But we want to hear your guys' opinions on it. Yep. We want to know 
infect, good or bad. You know, if there's specific formats, yes, and others not. You know, like Gary was talking about, you know, EDH, maybe maybe not the right format for infect. We want to have you guys, you know, reach out to us, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, obviously YouTube comments. Yeah, and be sure to stay tuned for Drew's Brews. There'll be updates on that yep. regularly. So thank you guys for listening to me ramble on. And uh, as always, have fun, but not too much. Yeah.